This is The Branding Iron, and I'm your host, Edward Simpson. Hello, and welcome to episode three of The Branding Iron. This week, we're going to talk about Renegade Business in Denver. We're now operating under the Safer at Home Act, and as a result of that, businesses are starting to operate again. People are starting to go to work again but at a reduced capacity and at a reduced rate, which means 50% of people in office while the others must stay home, curbside pickup for retail, online ordering, delivery from restaurants, reduced capacity in some states. I'm from Florida. I was talking to family. They were telling me in Tallahassee, it is 25% capacity of people allowed back in restaurants and bars and stuff. So they're letting people back in there. But in Denver, I'm not so sure. Regardless of that, that leaves a lot of questions for the future. And I have a lot of things to discuss as we ponder how businesses will be affected by COVID-19, how we operate as a society as a result of this pandemic. Um, There's a few things that are going on in Denver right now. It really feels post-apocalypto, to be honest. Uh, aside from seeing tons of people walk down the street, bandanas wrapped around their face, it doesn't help with the fact that I've seen numerous people hobbling about shirtless with limps on today as well. I really feel like I'm in a movie, uh, in the Mad Max movie, but the city really does feel deserted. It's kind of weird as you drive around. There's nowhere near as much traffic. Uh, a little bit more. Now that some restrictions have eased, but still not the same amount I can get from home to work without relatively even like hitting a red light, which is extremely nice to some extent, but under the circumstances of it being a pandemic, uh, not that nice, I guess. Uh, But I guess we try to find the silver linings and move on with a positive attitude. So to get into it, With uh, the Safer at Home Act taking place and being enacted starting on May 8th, as for like neighboring counties on Mother's Day, there were reports of a restaurant in Castle Rock having to have its license suspended because it violated the the Safer at Home restrictions for safety and health codes. I I was reading an article. It was a restaurant named C&C Coffee and Kitchen. And they're going to likely have their license suspended for several weeks. Um, I think on one hand, you can understand that renegade business attitude of, hey, we need to make these profits back up and, and and meet the public demand because, I mean, obviously people weren't that concerned. They were going in. And I would say the people that went to that restaurant are as equally to blame as the restaurant itself. I know if I would have walked into a place that was that packed, I probably would have felt a little uneasy and probably would have walked out personally. Then again, I'm not going to any restaurants. I'm making all my meals at home. And I'm not trying to rag on those people by any means. Like Mother's Day is a holiday that should be celebrated, but maybe think of a smarter way to do it next time that doesn't put your whole family at risk. I just think it's 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 a testament to like how desperate people are to get back into society and enjoy life again. In Denver, before that, while we were still under the Safe at Home Act, a restaurant named Sancho's Broken Arrow was operating as a speakeasy. And uh, doing business illegally, like letting people come and drink at night, apparently. Um, but the owner had covered it up for, for like a week or so, saying he was just working there at night and using it as his own personal hangout. 
which is such a bullshit thing to say. Like, who would just go and hang out at a dive bar alone? That has to be the saddest thing I've ever heard. On a bigger level, past what's going on in Denver, like, I'm sure there's minute stories throughout the country of things going on. I, I just saw another news story about a lady getting kicked out of a Red Lobster because <laughs> she couldn't get her Mother's Day meal. She was just throwing hands at the wait staff as they tried to push her out the door. It was a hectic video. So it, it, it kind of shows that the division in our country right now and, and that, that huge desire to like be a part of an active economy. And it's definitely ingrained in the American fabric, but uh, our government's trying to hold us to our responsibility of being ethical. So I think with that said, businesses are going to have to find a way to stint get clever enough to, to meet the, the the expenditure needs of their business and their operating expenses while while still like holding an ethical responsibility to society and not just like flooding their doors with customers because they know they can get them with the demand right now. Kind of brings us to the question of what the alternatives are um, for businesses as we move forward. I mean, as people pour back into society and like go to pools and find really any excuse to get out of their house, like what are the alternatives for the businesses that can't be that destination for the people that are getting out of their house? Um, I mean, I think I've harped on it a lot lately and I'm going to continue to do so. You need a digital presence. If you're a business, having an online presence is going to be a gigantic thing for any business trying to reach out to new clientele. It'll be a great way to kind of stimulate organic traffic, especially if you create a social media presence. You can write blogs. You can generate video content. You can start creating valuable pieces of information that you know your customers will like. You can start, you know, selling your products and stuff online, making sure that they're delivered in a much safer way that adheres to that social requirement right now. Kind of staying away from each other so we can let the coronavirus fizzle out and we can all get back to a normal life. With that said, like, I don't think some industries will survive or they might be like seriously handicapped. Seriously? I just made up a word. Well, <laughs> um, moving forward. <laughs> so with the industries that um, probably aren't going to recover, like I wonder kind of about how AMC will do, how StubHub will do. I know oil and gas is declining, but I doubt they're they're going to be really hampered for the long term because as soon as people get back into society, they're definitely going to start spending money on gas. And I mean, from that level, aside from the other issues that are surrounding oil and gas, like I can't obviously say that the, the ease of coronavirus is going to fix those, but uh, for, for the ones that are related to demand right now. Um, when demand does increase, which it definitely will. I mean, people will get jobs again. The economy rebounds. It goes through waves. So it's it's worth saying that that's an industry that will probably stay around until we find some like alternative for powering our cars and our homes and stuff. Other industries I don't think that could survive or are going to be really faced with a struggle, I think, will be uh, commercial retail. Amazon and the large amounts of online stores already, like, I don't really see many people finding an excuse to go to the store and shop unless it's like very close to where they live, 
which still, if, if people are lazy like me, which I assume some are, like still doesn't do it, <laughs> still they'll stay online and shop. The only, the only excuse I could think people would use to go to the store and shop would be to try something on because sometimes you get something online and it's definitely not true to size. But I'm sure a lot of retailers are not going to survive. A lot are going to have to shut down stores. Um, bigger corporations will be a little bit more geared toward lasting because they'll just have more um, money to fall back on in the event of hardship. But even with that said, like some might experience bankruptcy, I believe. Sears, J.C. Penney, Bed Bath and Beyond are all like major retailers right now that are experiencing like a lot of financial hardship. So this this economic downturn has definitely affected more than just little businesses, and there's going to be massive people that lose their jobs from those places. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how we replace the job market or how we make up for this because when people lose their jobs as a result of something like this. Like I feel like we. Society owes it to them to like figure out a way to like, give people a valuable role again. And we're gonna we're gonna move on from that little tidbit and talk about like how cannabis brands are gonna survive this because I go to my local dispensary. I, I think they've been hit a little bit. I mean, as far as I can tell, they've definitely had to slow down business to stay safe. There's a lot of sanitization. There's a lot of social distancing. Got to wear masks. Um, they put a little X in the floor to keep you away from a certain distance from the counter. There's a lot of parameters they're trying to make to keep their business safe, but without the like aid of government institutions, since it's not a federally recognized industry, I mean, they could be in trouble if, if like a dispensary or a brand like that sells flour or edibles or whatever, if they experience any hardship, like they're not going to have any help unless they can just have like private investors that are interested in keeping them afloat, which I don't know many that would be. Uh, it's it's going to be an industry that, that definitely suffers. Um, the demand of, of stoners and potheads isn't going to keep it afloat, and even the medicinal demand won't keep it afloat. Some will survive, but others are not going to, and maybe it'll be good for the quality of the industry since there are some dispensaries out there that definitely jit people and get them with crappy deals and some brands that are definitely are not as good as others. But moving on, like despite the, the like inventiveness of technology, like there's even been problems where like technology supplements human interaction, like because Uber as a transportation service right now, like it might all be all through an app, but it just laid off uh, 3,700 employees using zoom. So in the in the new wave of technology, Zoom is great for <laughs> connecting businesses, but also for laying off your employees if you got to. So yeah, I think I think if uh, if you're out there considering what stock to invest in, maybe it's Zoom because businesses are finding all sorts of utility for it nowadays. I think with like all the stuff I just went through, like businesses are kind of wild right now. We're in a little bit of a renegade area as a economy businesses are kind of on their own like the government's being slow right now to really give out any help i just got my uh i don't know what you would call whatever the stipend is they were handing out to to individuals in need and stuff i just got mine two months later after it was needed three months later so like the government's got a lot to handle and they can't keep up with the demand either as a result like businesses are really going to have to kind of champion themselves right now and 
to do that, like digital presence is going to be one of the biggest things that they can do. Having a social media, creating content that people can find valuable or that their client can find valuable, you know, fostering some sort of interaction or engagement is going to be such a massive tool for any business looking to stimulate um, lead generation, looking to keep revenue flowing, looking to keep their employees on board. They're going to have to get creative. Right now in Denver, I can't attest to what many businesses are doing because so many are closed. Uh, I look out the window at my old favorite crappy breakfast house and it's closed. The, the coffee, the cafe that was next to it's closed. All the gas stations are open. So I guess that's where I'll be eating my, my sandwiches from now on. And uh, life is looking a little bleaker as a result of this. I think give it a few months and people will realize the need to have personal interaction again. Hell, we might all get off our phones a little too. But for the time being, it looks like it's going to be a struggle. Businesses are going to have to get creative. And the best way to do that is going to be to unite people through a story. Storytelling is always going to be such a powerful tool for any brand. But with that said, like quality storytelling is more powerful than just storytelling. I think you can say storytelling is a powerful tool and then people just think, all right, I'll throw as much content as I can out there and they, they forget the quality. But if, if you can't put out quality content or a quality story that really effectively communicates who your brand is and what your business does and how you serve your customers, it's, it's going to fall short. It's, it's not going to get the message across and it might actually hurt your brand reputation. That's why like, I always try to stress the importance to our clients of like having good photography, good videography and things that are just professionally done all around. If, if you can't create that quality on your own, it's, there's no shame in reaching out for it. I, I would, I would say that the smartest business leaders out there understand their expertise and their skill set better than anyone else. And they hire um, people to fill those gaps where they can't fill them themselves. Um, I would say something as much for like guys like Steve Jobs, like as who remains a cultural zeitgeist uh, people look up to today. That guy was just talented at hiring people. Really, he had a vision, but he figured out the steps to make that happen where he couldn't. That's what businesses are going to have to do as we move forward in places that aren't as heavily populated and are a little bit more normal. I hope that businesses didn't get hit too hard and they're all able to survive. But places where the populations are big and people need to stay away from each other and businesses will be shut down longer to keep this stuff around, keep us all safe. I just wish you good luck. And thanks for joining me on podcast episode three. It's uh, it's fun hosting this and hopefully people like listening to it. So if you do, I would appreciate it if you shared it, if you liked it, if you left a comment, I'll be reading them. I'll be taking any advice to get better. We're going to have a few more other hosts that join us as, as this podcast keeps going. Um, a few more experts from Grand Iron, and it'll be interesting to hear what they have to hear. Thanks for joining me, and have a good day.